This is The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. They're running a strange program, y'all. Now, here's Frank Morano. Tomorrow, everybody, this is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm superstar Frank Morano, feeling a little less super because of my sore throat, though. Um, you know what I didn't realize until a minute ago when I looked at the calendar? Today is the first full day of winter. Winter is here. So I guess yesterday was the shortest day of the year. So the way you have to look at it is... For those of you frustrated at the lack of daylight, it's all downhill from here. We've survived the worst of it, and it's all downhill from here. Can only get brighter, can only get better. I like winter. I mean, you know, the lack of daylight is a bummer because I do like to play outside with my son, and it's nice to be able to stay out until 7, 7.30, 8 o'clock. But there's something very charming about winter. There's something, I don't know, kind of romantic about winter. I like it. I do. I mean, one of the things that I love about living in my area of the country is the change in seasons. I do. But um, I'm going to get to your questions and thoughts and comments in a moment. I am pretty much done with gift shopping and everything or gift picking up everything that I've had to get. I... You know, my wife and I were going through some things yesterday, and then we realized, you know, one gift for one person that's on our list, pretty weak. Pretty weak. We should get a supplemental gift. I'm not going to say who this is for, but we felt we should get something else. So I just happened to get this email. It's the New York Times newsletter, and it says... 30 great last-minute Christmas gifts. And some are okay. Mostly what this looks like is just sponsored content. There are some good ideas here, though. Some good ideas. An elegant umbrella. Okay. Um, $159, by the way. Um, Some other things that you could still get. I'm not sure if an umbrella, even an elegant one is worth $159. You know why? Because I think, and I think the person that we would get this for would like this, but I know what I do with umbrellas. Every umbrella I've ever purchased, I have left somewhere. Because what inevitably happens is you grab the umbrella, you go outside and it's raining, you use it, you use it, you get to your destination, you put it in the umbrella stand, and then it's no longer raining. You leave without the umbrella. I think I've lost every umbrella I've ever owned. So am I going to spend $159 on an umbrella when somebody else might do that? I don't know. I don't know. All right. Uh, 800-848-9222. One of the questions that we posed to you last hour was AI has given us the technology to know with 
a shocking degree of accuracy when we are going to die. It's not available to the public yet, but it soon will be. So the question I have is, if you could know, would you want to know? Tony says no. Matt Blaze says no. I say maybe. Maybe. 800-848-9222. Do you want to know your death date? A question. Since before your sun burned hot in space and before your race was born, I have awaited a question. Also, if you have any good suggestions for last-minute gift ideas, we'll take them. Tony, are your Christmas shopping all done? Yes, I'm done. Done. It's, it's, it is. You do feel relief when that's all done. You do. And Overjoyed. I, but, you know, again, you realize maybe you should get a little something extra. Well, I, that's, that's where I feel like I have to come up with one brilliant thing in the next 24 to 48 hours. We'll see. 800-848-9222. Johnny's in Sullivan. Hi, Johnny. Hi, Frankie. How are you? Um, this thing you brought up now with this uh, this other new intelligence thing, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think it's just a really bad idea. I mean, look how crazy people are dealing with today. Um, what would it be like dealing with human beings who everyone knows their date of death? I think it would be a totally dysfunctional society in a certain degree. And I think it's just a lot of wasted energy when we have so many other things that need uh, attention. I think these companies should play a little more stickball than worrying about this kind of nonsense. <laughs> I mean, we did fine before knowing this. Well, uh, you know, I agree with you to a large extent, Johnny, but I do think you can do a lot of things with this technology that are helpful. Like, um, for instance, if countries, cities, regions are going to face a, a realistic danger that they're uh, facing a demographic crisis because all the young people are moving away and all of the people that are remaining are going to die in short order, that city may make some different decisions about what that they choose to invest in, whether it's roads, schools, yeah. or something else. That's just one example, but yeah, I get I what you're saying. I understand. In fact, they, 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 they kind of do that already. And as far as your throat goes, you got a sore throat, and your voice box is bothering you because you got to do a lot of shows. And I want to tell your assistant this too. I just I came up suddenly with um, the worst thing when I get it. It's bronchitis. Nobody wants that. And my wife gave me what's called a witch's brew. You take a Poland Spring bottle, empty, fill it with lemon halfway with lemon water, and then the rest of it put in cayenne pepper, where the water looks brown. Add a little bit of uh, ginger, and then pour it into a large co- coffee cup. Heat it for six minutes and sip it. It's going to be very spicy. And within half an hour, your hands that were cold through no circulation, your feet will warm up. And next thing you know, little by little, if you do that twice a day, by the end of the day, the bronchitis is gone. No antibiotic, no nothing. So remember that. Cayenne pepper mixed with lemon water and ginger and put that into a giant Poland spring bottle, shake it, pour it into a coffee cup, heat it up, and sip it. Does it have to be a Poland spring bottle? Can I use an Evian bottle? Oh, you can use any bottle you want. In fact, glass is better. I'm just saying that's what my wife does, because she actually dumps the lemons in there. And the thing is, the skin has a lot of magical qualities. And what it also does is it cleanses the body. It detoxifies your body, which is half the reason you're sick in the first place. Well, these are the things we should be more worried about. Well, first of all, I, I really don't think I'm sick. I, I just think my voice is strained. 
from overuse. You know, I'm going to see Curtis in a little while. Curtis used to have this doctor that Lionel turned him on to. I think it was Dr. Leon Pector. I, I, I could be mistaken. The he, This guy's like a super doctor. And I'm going to ask Curtis. Maybe I could see him. I don't see if he takes my insurance. He would give your throat a shot. Nobody knows what's in this shot. And immediately it brings your throat, your voice back to life. Curtis used it when he was in a pinch. Lionel, too. Others, too. Uh, I don't know if I'm that desperate yet or how much he charges, but, you know, I still have a lot of radio to do. 800-848-9222. I'm hoping to get some rest after the show and hopefully my voice will recover. Original Rick, our listener of the week, is in New Jersey. I didn't see you holding, uh, Rick. Otherwise, I would have extended to you the privilege of a listener of the week and gone to you first. Oh, it's okay. Thank you very much for just choosing me as listener of the week. Uh, I don't even know if I deserve it, but thank you. Uh, About wanting to know if you're going to die or when you're going to die, I absolutely would not. I would feel like I'm on death row. One one of the uh, tortures of death row is knowing the time and the place. I've often wondered, how can anyone enjoy their last meal knowing it's their last meal? You know, I'd be so angst, I'd be thrown up. I mean... I'd be, I'd be obsessed, right? Uh, how many how many weekends I got left? How many uh, holidays? How many times can I eat peanut butter and cranberry sauce? I mean, it, 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 I would just be obsessed with numbers and the numbers declining like a clock, you know? I, I think we're not, as that other caller said, I don't think we're wired for it yet, you know, mentally. I don't think we're wired to know. Yeah, you know, that, you might be right. Do you feel the same way about gender reveals and things of that nature? Well, I, I, I'm not really into that stuff. I mean, gender reveals, I think it's nice to know when it happens, but then I'm not a parent, and I don't have to paint the room pink or blue and not know until the last minute and things like that. So maybe it is good to know in advance, but uh, that would be personal between the, the, the parents. But I, I think this is a little different. Knowing when you're going to die. Is a little different, and and I would just be obsessed with numbers and the declining numbers. I only got this so much of the time. You'd be, I'd be so obsessed with trying to have, enjoy my life. I would be miserable. Yeah, I, I hear you. Hey, by the way, did you ever hear the comedian Jim Florentine? I might have heard him, but I don't know by by, by name. I think you sound a great deal. Just the tem- tenor of your voice like the comedian Jim Florentine. I'm going to have you listen to a sample of Jim Florentine, and then you tell me what you think, and we'll have the listeners judge. Hello? Hi, James. I was notified to give you a call. You have an offer to purchase a home? Yeah, um, it's all right. My brother listens in. This is my first time doing this. He's going to help me out with this. Yeah, hi. Thank you. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm sorry, my brother, he's got his mask on. He's not... So... Uh, Rick, I think I'm more convinced than ever that you are Jim Florentine. Well, you know, Frank, it's hard because you don't hear your. This is what I want to ask you. You know, everybody hates their voice when they hear it because, like, that doesn't sound like me. Do you ever do that, or have you gotten used to how you sound on the radio? Um, it's a good question. I, I really do like my voice. Actually, not today, uh, but usually, I really do like my which voice. One, which one, the real voice or the one you hear on radio? Well, this is my real voice. No, 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 but we hear ourselves differently. You know that, right? I mean, one of the oh, first oh, things I see, I hear see. when they hear it on, on tape is like, 
that's me. That doesn't sound like me. It's because you hear yourself from your inside. Well, yeah, I, I like both, honestly, but I will say that um, I, um, I, I, a lot of times I'll hear a clip of me from 10 years ago, 11 years ago, and my voice will be a little bit different. And uh, those in those instances, I don't like my voice. But for the most part, I do. Rick, thank you. Or uh, Matt, Jim Florentine, right? On the money? Yeah, I agree 100%. Had you excited. thought of that before? Yes. You had? I had before that, yeah. Y- you never said anything, though. <laughs> well, what was I going to say? Rick's Jim Florentine in disguise? Well, I mean, could be. Something. And that was from his, you know, he does that Crank Yanker show. Right. So it was, it was him on the phone. And yeah, it sounds really like Rick. That's why I wanted that clip, because it's like him on the phone. Yeah, exactly. That's a good one. All right, Janice is in Brooklyn. Hi, Janice. Hi, Frank. Um, regarding the AI thing with the death uh, date, mm-hmm. about 20 years ago, I went, my daughter came to me and said, Ma, there's something on the, on the computer that you, it's called the death clock. And you put in your information, they're going to ask you questions, and it's going to come back with a date. So I did it. I did it one time honestly, answering the questions honestly, and the second time dishonestly. So I got two different dates. One was 2009, and the other one was 2024. Oh, boy. Okay, yeah. The interesting part is the 2009 uh, was the one... The dishonest one, or actually the honest one, uh, that, you know, do you smoke, do you drink, and all this stuff, that came up in 2009. I completely forgot about this. I had written it down in my computer book. I was looking for a password the other day, and there it was, the Jeff Park. Well, but you know what, though? I, I don't think, and it is interesting... But I don't think that the death clock is necessarily as accurate as what they're claiming this yeah, yeah, AI I agree. I agree. algorithm is. So tell me, it sounds like, Janice, the answer to my question of whether or not you'd want to know the date that you're going to die, it sounds like the answer would be yes. Well, the closer it's getting, because it's January 26th. 2024. Well, you got to make sure, Janice, and I hope you live many years because we want all our listeners living forever, but you have to make sure that you let your heirs know that they have to call us and let us know if that death clock was accurate or not. All right, and I'll tell you one other thing. Mm-hmm. I had to go doing my laundry, and I have one of those 10-year alarms on the wall, mm-hmm. and I noticed it was raised a little bit. So I said, oh, I wonder what's going on with this. I went and got the instructions, and when you put it in, you write down the date that you put it in. And the date I put it in was January 26, 2014. And the date that it expires is January 26, 2014. Uh, well, 2024. All right, well. Today I'm supposed to die. Oh, boy. I said to my kids, if I hear the alarm going off, I'll know I'm all right. (laughs) Well, uh, Janice, I hope that's all wrong, okay? Uh, That's a nice lady. Merry Christmas. 
800-848-9222. Don's in Brooklyn. Hello, Don. Yeah, how you doing, Frank? Um, I I, I definitely had to call you for this. This this is a subject that I thought about, and this subject can seep into so many other aspects and things uh, that are on the other side of midnight, you could say. Mm -hmm. This is, uh, first of all, the insinuations for this, not only with what you're talking about, the AI and what it does, it this insinuates means that this quote unquote reality itself that we are living in is in question. Because if this AI is able to do this and is able to come up with these algorithms or whatever and tell you in the day that you're gonna die and everything, that means that uh somehow that our, our choice or our freedom of choice of who we are or what we're gonna be is is not even real, you know, that everything is just predestined, you know, by this thing. And if you're able to know this, I, I mean, of course, like people are saying, you know, you, you, you're going to worry about these things and everything, but have you ever heard about time travel and, you know, the, 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 the aspects of time travel that are sold to us as in like sort of the butterfly effect and all these sure. things? Sure. Okay. So if these things are this way, then, and I can find out somehow by this algorithm on my day that I'm predestined to die. How could it be that I can't change this? So just me knowing this would change that. Right. Well, I think and you can. Right. I mean, I think you probably can. I mean, I guess the idea is if things stay as they are and on the trajectory they are now, it would be around this day. But you know what? Thanks, Don. Maybe I'll invite one of the professors that's the author of this article to come on and explain this and how it works. Eight hundred eight four eight ninety two twenty two. Joe is in New Jersey. Hi, Joe. Yeah, I just want to tell you, you already have this information. How well did your parents do? I'm sixty six years old. Uh, <clears throat> the for me, the answer is hold off on Social Security uh, till age <laughs> seventy to get more money. Uh, well, you even had a uh, an advertiser who would uh, 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 who would even predict that for you if you went to see him. Uh, uh, on 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 here. All right. Well, when, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I, I think this. The idea is, you know, if you look at your parents' age, um, you know, that's certainly an indicative, an indication of how well you're going to do. But if you're an exercise freak and they weren't, if you're a heavy smoker and they weren't, if you're a heavy drinker and they weren't, I, I think that all comes into play here and i think it's measured by this ai device and not necessarily just by looking at your parents age matt plays i asked tony about all his uh, christmas shopping uh, i know you say you live with someone that celebrates christmas are you done yes all right i'm totally done any suggestions no. for a, a last minute christmas gift well christmas shopping consists of what do you want okay see i don't like that i think yeah I, that's what it's become far too often I think you should think of what does a person like and then try and get it for them. And I I agree with you, except it's become that way for me. And so now that's what I'm used to. But I agree with it should be a surprise. It should be something unexpected because that's what makes them even more happy that they got it and weren't expecting to get a gift. I I like it or, or expecting when it was coming or exactly what you were getting. And I've done that too, where I've just gotten something where she had no idea I was even going to get it. See, what I try and do 
is I keep a list on my phone. And throughout the year, whenever somebody says uh, that uh, I'm spurred to create, you know, have an idea about something, I'm always, I write it down. I write it down, and then ultimately when there's an occasion, I get it for them. But some people, they don't, get, they don't make the list because it's very, they're very difficult to buy for. So I don't know. It's, it's very, very challenging. 800-848-9222. You know what I think is fun? Um, a nice book based on the interests of the person you're buying for. And I mean this. I know people may think that's lame. I think a book is a wonderful gift. Not for me because my wife is ready to burn all of my books like she's a member of the Florida Board of Education. But if, uh, like for a normal person, I think it's really, really interesting. Bruce is in New Jersey. Hello, Bruce. Hey, how you doing, Frank? I'm hanging in there. I just want to, um, the thing about knowing your death, I just watched the Twilight Zone episode with William Shatner when he uh, was putting the pennies in the machine Mm. and it was telling his future. We, we don't, we, we, we need to be able to have our own, um, what do I try to say? The, uh, the, our destiny isn't foretold by a, by a machine. You we know, make our own destiny. I love that Twilight Zone episode, and that is the message of that episode. That's one of the first Twilight Zone episodes I ever saw, by the way, and that hooked me. But um, right. what was different in that episode, though, based on what Shatner's character goes through compared to what we're talking about with this AI device, is that in that episode, Shatner was allowing that machine to control his actions. He would ask, am I going to do this? And that would then determine what he did next. You know, presumably you have this death date and it's yours. You know, whether you take any actions to change it or not. I mean, if you're morbidly obese and then you become an exercise nut, I guess that's something that could change your death date. But um, your point's well taken, Bruce. Interesting. 800-848-9222. Nick is in Massachusetts. Hi, Nick. Hey, how you doing, Frank? Uh, first thing that comes to my mind is <clears throat> AI. There is no plan, and there will not be a plan. To cure diseases, infectious diseases, cancer, everything that afflicts the human body, it brings us to our death. For that matter, they would probably use it for a faster way to kill us off, based on what they know, when our death is coming and why it's coming. What do you think about that? Well, who would be killing you off? <laughs> well, there are an inordinate number of people around the, around the world who feel that even though we have vast areas of land, that can be used uh, to support large populations. That's not the plan. The plan is to eliminate as many people as possible for their own wealth and for their own gain. And uh, fanatics, dictatorships, whatever, they all fall in line. I, I, I give you Bill Gates, for example. I mean, he's kind of on record on, on uh, 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 cutting down the world population. I mean, that, that's a nice couple of words, a nice phrase of words, but what, what does that really mean? But I'm just saying... Uh, big pharma, whatever, all this other stuff, they're not going to use this to better the people, right? It's, 
I don't, I don't know if I'll live that long <laughs> or you live that long. Yeah. And I don't want to care when, you know, when, when I'm going to die. I really don't. Not that I'm afraid of it. We're all going to die, but that would, that would, uh, like one of your previous, about two or three calls ago, that would put us in a state of, uh, constant uh, neuroticism, you know. So. Um, Nick, thank you. That's a real bummer on that note. Hey, uh, let me let me give Mike the last word on this. Hi, Mike. How you doing, Frank? Great show. Thank you. This one hit the nail on the head for me because when I was younger, I read Slaughterhouse Five. It may be the most profound question in life, right? If we know when we're going to die. The protagonist in that book knew he was going to die. He acted that way. But uh, I don't think I'd like to know when I die. I really don't. I, I think uh, I'm a Christian, and I believe God will do what he wants to do. You know, I just believe that's the way it is. That seems to be the consensus here, Mike. Mike, have a Merry Christmas if I don't talk to you before then. Uh, let me give Rocco, actually, the last word. I think he may have a different view. Hi, Rocco. Thank you, Frank. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Yes, Rick definitely is a doppelganger voice for the comedian Jim Florentino. Also, Audible, Frank, or Kindle. Cut down on the books. Your wife will never have to throw out a book, okay? You might like physical books more, but then you can read as many books as you want and never have another book in your house. That's what I do. I have tons of books. I still order books, but I listen to most of the books now on Audible or on the Kindle, okay? Suggestions. Yeah, you know, my friend Nick, he does that same thing. He swears by it. Rudy Giuliani, I've talked to him about it. Rudy Giuliani, he swears by the the Kindle. And, you know, I, I still like the old school books. I know. I agree. I like the physical books. I do order them. My wife doesn't, my ex wife doesn't have an issue with it. I pile them up. I have more books than I know what to do with. I'll never get to read them all, but I'm a book junkie. What can I say? Right. Okay. Exactly. I. Yeah, and, and so I love going to the library as a kid. That's why I hate when they close the library on Sunday. That's just not right. That's where I hung out. My parents never bought me a book, so the library was my source, okay? I love the New York Public Library. I owe them a great, a gratitude for being there. Yeah, for us poor kids, okay? It's great. Okay, anyway, life expectancy. I would definitely like to know when I'm going so I could finish up my book Give me some incentive to finish up more Tales from the Bronx, A Slice of the Bronx. I'll get that done. If I knew I'm dying in three months, then I said, hey, I got to get on this and do it. And also, I know when I'm probable cause of death, my grandfather Rocco died from pneumonia. My grandmother Maria died from pneumonia. My uncle Custamato died from pneumonia. What do you think the chances are, Frank? I think you should invest in a uh, a good inhaler and uh, and an ammonia shot. Uh, that is for sure. Merry Christmas, Rocco. I um, you know, I hear what he's saying. You know, there's a I know it's a sitcom, and maybe it's foolish of me to mention, but there's an episode of news radio. Look, I love any comedy that takes place at a radio station, and news radio is no exception. Especially the first four seasons with Phil Hartman, and Phil Hartman's character Bill is at a Halloween party. And he meets this psychic who tells him his death date. And it's, you know, maybe 20 years from now, whatever. And it changes his whole outlook. Changes his whole outlook for the better. And then he 
I, I don't remember the exact dates. Maybe it's not 20 years. Maybe it's five years. Maybe it's 10 years. And the psychic was just making this up. Then she gives him another date that's 40 or 50 years in the future. And that changes his whole outlook again. So maybe, and I realize it's a comedy, but maybe there's something to that. Maybe if you do know your death date, it'll change the way that you live. Maybe that's good. Maybe that's bad. All right, Noam Layden is here. That's certainly good. And uh, those of you that are holding, we'll try and get to your calls in a bit. This is The Other Side of Midnight. Straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. I want a glimmer of hope and a new attitude. More good music, no more bad news. This Christmas. Ooh, this Christmas. Smiles on the faces of the fans in the crowd. No more signs saying no dogs allowed. This Christmas. Debbie Gibson at 37 minutes after the hour. A lot of you are only 23 minutes away from starting your Christmas weekend. We are very, very happy to be joined once again by a fella that took the day off yesterday. Can you imagine that? The one and only. Stand by for the other side of Midnight's News. Side of Midnight and its affiliated stations present national and international news with Frank Morano and news director Noam Layden. Their summary of the world news and personal comments. Get the rest of the story. We missed you yesterday. Uh, well, thank you. Uh, and I'll explain very quickly why I was out mm. because, you know, you and I had agreed to this Christmas present exchange. And I was really excited about it and I wanted to spend the day find the most perfect presence I had could have for you. And then I, I couldn't sleep last night thinking about what you were going to get for me. And so uh, here's the first part of the present. Oh that I get. Yes, I, I spent an enormous amount of time. Here's the oh first my, part right this there. Is something. It looks yeah. And I know bag. how much you like a Christmas bag I and um, tissue paper, so I, I made do. sure to use a lot of both. Oh, my. What yeah. is this here? Let's see. There's some tissue paper here. What's in here? A Happy New Year glasses. Yeah, so I know you do your New Year's Eve Eve, and I wanted you to be ready for that big celebration. uh, This is very, well, well, let's see. And an air horn. An air horn, that's right. Very nice. Yeah. Um, And the other New Year's Eve accoutrements in here? This is tremendous. Oh, one of these these noisemakers. Let's see. There you go. And it works. That's right. This is very nice. I, that New Year's Eve Eve is going to be very loud now. I love this. Yeah. I love this. Um, so I had your gift here yesterday, actually, oh. because I didn't realize that you were off. <laughs> wait, so. wait. I didn't finish. I got oh, one more. Oh, no. Wow. 
Because I, I, I feel bad. I've never come to New Year's Eve Eve, and I've always wanted to. Well, what's stopping you this year? You know, there's, a, there's actually a small chance I can do it this year because I'm, I'm not working the weekend. So um, uh, uh, here's one last thing in case I don't make it. Let's see. Oh, my. This looks like something potable. Oh, look at this. This is a bottle of champagne. That's right. This is really thoughtful. Yeah, but champagne. Wow. <laughs> oh, no. It's, um, yeah. Oh, this is part Pinot Noir, That's part right. Chardonnay. This is, it's like, like a mix. Great. But the pot, you know, a cork flies off the I'm whole world. I'm looking forward to trying this. This yeah. will be great. Yeah. You will be, you will, whether you come this year or not, you will be remembered well, in a place of honor. This thank you. Very thoughtful. Thank you. So it is the big uh, Christmas weekend, and there's so many stories, and I won't even be able to get to all of them. But um, I'll start with the people who are complaining about Christmas. I always love people who complain about Christmas. Sure. So one of them is Patrick Mahomes. He is, uh, if you don't follow football, he's the star quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs. And this year, the NFL because Christmas falls on a Monday, has decided to put some games on Saturday, some games on Sunday, and then three games on Christmas Day. So Patrick Mahomes uh, is taking on the Raiders, and it's a home game for him. But uh, he was asked about playing on Christmas, and he says he's actually really upset about the fact that he has to play on Christmas. He said, I'm not going to be there uh, Christmas morning when my kids open their presents. I'm not going to be there for Christmas dinner. And what happens if uh, NFL, what they do before a game is, even if it's a home game, they bring the entire team to a local hotel Mm. and you stay at the hotel the night before so they can watch to make sure you get a good night's sleep, you get all the uh, nourishment you need before a game. And so he won't be at his house in Kansas City for Christmas Day. And he says, it's unfair. Uh, There's two other games. We haven't heard much from the other players in the other game. And he said, I'm not upset about actually playing football. Of course, he loves the fact that he can play. But he says, no, the NFL shouldn't have games on Christmas Day. What's your view of that? Uh, Well, you know, it's Monday and uh, everybody's off. It's like, what a great day to watch football. It's great for us. (laughs) You know, I wonder the same. But, you know, if I was in his position, I could could kind of see where he's coming from. But... I guess that's one of the reasons you make so much money is that you have to make those sacrifices. Yeah. Well, you're in essentially he's in the entertainment business. Right. He is exactly. in the entertainment business and you know what? On Christmas sometimes you have to entertain because exactly. people want to be. So exactly. I, in fact, I can't wait for the game. Me too. I'm and I'll be thinking the whole time about how it ruined his Christmas. And you, you know the Saturday night game uh is airing on I think Peacock or Amazon, one of the streaming networks. And it's going to be the first time that they do one of these games that's commercial-free in the fourth quarter. Oh, really? So I'm really looking forward huh. to seeing how that works out. I'll have to watch that. Yeah. Have you been playing uh, Whamageddon this Christmas? No. What's Whamageddon? Whamageddon is one of the biggest games in Britain. Now, are some Americans playing it, so I'm going to warn you ahead of time. If you're playing this game, I'm going to give you a couple seconds lead. You need to turn off your radio, and you'll understand why, just for a couple seconds, okay. for about 10 seconds. So let me give him a second. If you're playing Whamageddon, this is your warning. I'm about to do something that's going to ruin your day. Okay. All right. So can you play uh, the song? So you know this song. Sure. This is the biggest Wham song of all time, last Christmas. So Whamageddon, the objective of this game is to go as long as possible without hearing Wham's classic, Last Christmas. Uh, There are hundreds of thousands in the UK are playing this game. It's all on the honor system. The game starts December 1st. 
It ends on December 24th. And you have to... It's all on the honesty game. You know, you have to be honest about uh, whether you heard it or not. And so what happens is when you do hear it, you have to, uh, you know, put a hashtag uh, Whamageddon and put it up on one of the social media sites and let people know that you're out of the game. So there's been two great moments. You can bring this down. There's been two great moments that have happened in the UK that have driven people crazy because there are really a lot of people playing this game. There was a, a soccer match um, last week where there were 65,000 fans, and in the middle of the game, they played last Christmas. And uh, there was such an outroar after uproar, rather, after the game that they had done that and it ruined the game. They thought for a few thousand people who were playing that the owner of the soccer team had to come out and apologize for playing the song during that soccer oh, match. Boy. Now, um, and then there was another one a couple days later, a DJ. Uh, what they've been doing, like on the BBC and some of the radio networks in the UK, is they've been warning people, by the way, we're about to play Wham! last Christmas, and so people know to turn off the radio. Well, there was a DJ who didn't, and they said just from that um, playing, they think about 7,000 people had uh, lost their match you know, not being able to hear last Christmas between December 1st and December 25th. I mean, I don't know how you don't go into a mall in here or a store. Oh, no doubt. Um, but it's that's how often that song is played, that it's almost impossible to essentially make it between December 1st and December 25th without playing. What does the winner get? Nothing. You don't get anything. You just get to the pride of making it through 25 days mm-hmm. without hearing it. I feel like you should get something. You should, but, uh, you know, there's nobody to give. Th- there's right. a site, by the way. You can go to it. It's whamageddon.com okay. if you want to see all the rules and stuff right. like that. Uh, <laughs> okay. It may be the season of loving and giving, but doctor's warning against embracing this spirit just a little too enthusiastically, at least when sexual relations are concerned. Oh, boy. Yeah. They've discovered that the Christmas period is associated with a significantly increased risk of penile fractures. What? Yeah. I I thought this wasn't real, but I researched it. Dr. Nicholas Pigridis is a urologist at the Ludwig Maximilian University of Munich. He led this research, suspecting that the uh, intimacy and euphoria of the festive season might be a risk factor for this type of injury. And uh, they went through hospital data in Germany between 2005 and 2021. And uh, they decided that, yes, Christmas was by far the number one type of season where men sustained penile fractures in Germany. The study was the first to explore the seasonal patterns for this type of injury. And they found such injuries, yeah, in the two or three days into Christmas and the two and three days after Christmas, uh, men suffered penile fractures in Germany. So uh, people are festive. They're excited. Uh, it's time alone with their wives, with their girlfriend, whatever it may be. I guess the warning is from this German doctor, Dr. Ludwig, is to be careful during Christmas. I, I, I would say so. That is yeah. wild. Uh, Christmas, of course, now, what is it, three days away? Right. Three days away. And uh, even the night sky is going to spread some holiday cheer on what will be the largest Christmas tree in the universe. Uh, NASA 
releasing the image of what they call NGC 2264. It's also known as the Christmas Tree Cluster. It's a group of young stars that are located around 2,500 light years away from Earth. The image was captured by the um, Chandra X-ray, which is um, an observatory, and they saw this green nebula. It has surrounding stars that resemble a Christmas tree. I'll put it up on the WABCradio.com because I was looking at it last night. It really does look, it's kind of cool. It looks like a Christmas tree. Some stars in this uh, cosmic Christmas tree are about one-tenth the size of our sun, while others are several times larger. NASA says that many of the stars are only one to five million years old, making them Infants, of course, compared to some of the other stars that have lived for billions of years. Uh, the Christmas tree-shaped object is too dim for people to see without having, you know, a high-level telescope. But it's out there. And uh, if you have one, you might be able to see this Christmas tree in the sky. I love it. That's yeah. great. I'm going to have to ask Dr. Sky about that on Wednesday. Thank you, Noam. Sure. And, uh, are a you Merry working, Christmas. Are you working next week? I am. Great. You'll hear my voice. I will look forward to seeing you then. All right. And now you know the rest of the story. You know, uh, Noam was talking about the football games. I won the football pool last week, which I'm very excited about. And now I'm in second place for the whole season. I'm down by only one point. So I I made a big deal about how I wasn't going to give my football picks on the air yesterday. So what happened? I forgot to send my picks in. So I get this text message from Sherry, the woman that runs the football pool, she says, you know, you didn't get your picks in. I have to send in my, I I have to give you the defaults because they're the default picks. My default pick is the underdogs. So I, um, if I, I was poised to win the whole season. And I said, can you give me 60 seconds? And she says, well, she didn't even respond. I didn't even wait. I sent in my picks anyway. And um, she said, no, sorry, it's too late. <laughs> and apparently at least one other person um, didn't get their picks in on time either. But that was a real bummer. So who knows? I'm hoping all the underdogs will win this this week. But that was a real bummer. So far, um, see, the Saints were favored yesterday, right? Or was, let's see, no. no yeah, the Rams were favored by four and a half, and the Rams won by eight. So I'm 0 for 1, and I would have taken the Rams. So I should be 1-0. and 0. Right now I'm 0 for 1. So we're, the weekend is not off to a great start. I, I mean, again, it's my own fault. I can't fault her. I, I, I toyed with denouncing her for a few minutes, but I said, look, she gave us a warning. You have to get your picks in by 7, and I can't be annoyed because... I didn't get it. So if I, I don't if I don't win this week, which I won't because I got all the dogs, I am going to go back next week to announcing my picks on the air because that's the only way I can remember to send them in. So that was annoying. All right. Neil is in Baltimore. Hi, Neil. Hey, good morning, Frank. I mostly wanted to call to wish you a Merry Christmas, you and your family, and a Happy New Year. But I was thinking about if I ever had to ask Frank a question or ask Frank anything, my question would be, who is your all-time favorite voice? Um, could be any venue. My all-time favorite voice? Speaking yeah, voice, like singing me. voice, whatever? Yeah, speaking, yeah. Uh, not singing. I think more like radio. 
speaking? Um, or, mm. or just announcing? Announcing. That's a good one. I have one. I have one. Let me hear yours. Okay, so for many years, the voice of football was John Festenda. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, that's the a greatest good one. voice ever. Yeah. So anyway, that was my I'm question. going. I'm going to go with Orson Welles. But if you're limiting me to only living people, then I'm going with uh, James Earl Jones. Who's that? James Earl Jones. Oh, James Earl Jones, right. Okay. Well, look, enjoy the holiday and uh, look forward to hearing your voice again soon. Thank you, Neil. Appreciate it. Robert is in Suffolk. Hi, Robert. All right, Robert sounds all whacked out. Rose is in Ohio. Hi, Rose. Hi, Frank. Uh, About this death knowledge, um, my grandmother, who came from Czechoslovakia, uh, died like 25 years ago. Two months after she died, I had a dream she walks up to me and she says, you die September 21. So for 25 years, every September, I am freaking oh out. Oh, my. That's creepy. She, did, she didn't say what, what year, and I'm a basket case. Oh, Rose. Every September. Well, at least you're good for another nine so, months. Oh, gosh. Oh, I'm 82, and uh, people are tired of hearing me talk about it, but, you know, they watch and see, oh, she's still alive. (laughs) No, it's not good to know. It's not good to know. Rose, thank you. Have a great Christmas. We'll do 15 seconds of fame straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight. Side at midnight with Frank Morano. Until 5 o'clock. Speaking of uh, aliens and UFOs, Tucker Carlson had some really interesting comments on that front yesterday. Um, I just saw them. I just saw a blurb. Really interesting. I don't have time to play them now, but uh, we'll play them probably on Monday. We will be here on Monday, and we'll play them then. We're off on Tuesday, so if we don't get to them Monday, we'll play them on Wednesday. Really interesting, though. I suggest you... Check it out. Um, I also don't have to think of something to get Gnome for Christmas because I really didn't get him anything or for Chanika. So that'll be that'll be interesting. We'll see how that goes. If you have a good suggestion, email me, uh, frank.moreno at redappleaudionetworks.com. Hey, I do want to thank um, John and Margot Katsimatidis. They left some very nice um, gifts for a lot of the air talent, including, and this is right up my alley, 
some dice with that radio network on it. Really cool, really cool stuff. And you know, I mean, I'm a radio geek, and they, it's a whole radio geek care package, but it's really elegantly done. So thank you to John and Margot. All right, we're going to give you a chance to be heard for 15 seconds. 800-848-9222. The Other Side of Midnight. This is 15 Seconds of Fame. Mike. Morning, Frank. A Merry Christmas for you, the family, and all your friends. And rest that voice. Because if you have to miss a, sh- miss a shift, you know who will jump right in. Curtis for 500, please. Larry. Uh, Frank, you might want to ask Sid about the voice. He lost his voice in the summer and got it back. Uh, he said he was going to get it back, got it back. As far as the uh, Blade, I think you should get him an unbreakable penis for Hanukkah. <laughs> Raji. By now, an unparkable parking lot and the Muslims, Christians, and Hamasis fleeing to America, it will soon be the U.S. rushing to rebuild Gaza at a trillion dollar cost to our own poor and homeless. Thank you. Jack. I've got stage four cancer. I'm going in for my last treatment today, and I'm going in dressed as Santa Claus. Bring a little cheer to a very down place. Good luck, Jack. Uh, we're rooting for you. We'll say a prayer for you. Ray. I want to denounce three people. Stan and Russ. Listen to the Pink Floyd song, Brain Damage Eclipse. And Mike from Carolina. Stop using fake names. To I'm losing respect for you. Gary. Westwood One intro voice. David Lee, a voice like no other. Okay. That's not bad. Uh, 800-848-9222. 800-848-9222. Rick. Rick. Yeah, Frank, I put my uh, info into the desk clock and said I was dead already. I don't get no respect. (laughs) Mike. Yes, Alan West for president. Alan West for president, 62 and a leader. And finally, Joey. Hello, hello, Frank. Are you there? I got you, Joey. All right, look, Frank. Let me tell you something. Hold, oh, hold on. There's a lot of vermin here in the room. Get out of here, you low like. Uh, yeah, you got a can of raid. That's what this country needs, Frank. A can of raid. We gotta have it. We gotta have. Thank it. you, Joey. Frank Moreno. Good day.